On a very special, Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. Julie recalls the gripping, painful, heart-wrenching story of the little red TT. Attention, tissue alert. So yesterday we decided to take a little, actually I decided to take a little break um, from the action because for the past week I've been sifting through all the documentation relating to my um, little red car and it's 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 been a lot of work. Um, I don't, don't want to sound like a martyr, but it, it was work and it was also really reliving the anxiety that I was, I was going through. So we decided to take a little road trip. Um, yeah, that was fun. We, uh, we decided to go to, how do you... Cahors. It's spelled C-A-H-O-R-S, of course, so I pronounce it Cahors, yeah, no. which is not correct. Not, not the correct way to pronounce it. But we, we stopped off on the way and to a little uh, vineyard and did some Went tasting. Went to a little vineyard and we did some tasting. And that region in France is very well known for its Malbec. The, yes. So, and, and in order for a wine to be deemed from the Cahors region, uh, it has to have at least 70% Malbec. So yeah. anyway, so we had fun. We, mm-hmm. we she was lovely, and then we got into the car and drove to the restaurant. Yeah, um, and it it was a it's a Michelin star restaurant. Fancy it was fancy, and uh, I thought that'd be a great place to relax. And and sure enough, we are seated, and and service is fantastic, and we start having our my my entree, and and um, really very delicious. And then our mains came. Yep. And Delicious. Jeff ordered. Uh, I ordered a big, beautiful gourmet gourmand gourmand bur- mm. burger with uh, mm-hmm. avec les frites. Right. Then came the embarrassing part because he, you know, asks the, the waiter to come over and and sheepishly asks for some ketchup for his French fries. So and is there a problem? The, well, the head waiter starts shaking his finger at you. He says, "We don't have ketchup here." It's unbelievable. I don't, so, you know, I, I, I don't care if I'm at a McDonald's or at a what do you call them, Michelin? Mm-hmm. Michelin star restaurant. Mm-hmm. I, I, it doesn't change the fact that I like to have ketchup with my fries, does it? Does that change the fact? It doesn't change the fact, but they had presented you with an, another kind of uh, sauce. Oh, no, oh, yeah, but it was like it was mayonnaise based, right? Well, I don't. But that was their suggestion. They were nice enough to go back into the kitchen, and the chef made uh, some yeah, beet ketchup. He, he didn't make it. It's the stuff that goes on, that already was on the burger. Yeah, well, it's he, like a beet type of a ketchup, which yeah, not, is he, not, by the way. <laughs> it's not tomato ketchup. Not a replacement. And the guy, you know, can you? I mean, talk about typical snooty. <laughs> He actually, like, gave me a Bill Clinton, I did not have sexual relations. He actually gave me a gave Bill me Clinton the, finger the wag. Shaking the finger wag. And said, uh, we don't have ketchup in this restaurant. But it's okay. It's okay. Because guess what? I got even with him at the end. You did, you did. At the end, there were still, like, a few frites, a few fries left in the little bowl. And I was kind of sitting back as if I was finished, but I wasn't. <laughs> and he actually put his hand on my plate. And I, went, and I looked at him. 
Like, what are you doing? I'm not finished. And he goes, oh, excusez-moi, monsieur. Oh, désolé. I, I am sorry. Yeah, get your hands off my plate, Michelin man. But okay? you, you had because finished. Because that is my French fry you're touching. <laughs> but okay? you had finished. You just wanted to teach him a little bit of a lesson. Yeah, I exactly. think you're just being a little jerk there. But it's okay. It's all right. Anyway, the the whole day was was lovely. I relaxed. Yes. Uh, we were able. It was nice enough weather wise to drive back to the property with the top down. That was nice. That was really nice. And so that was. Uh, oh. What? We have news. Oh. Before we get into Julie's horrible story, and mm. we will, because mm. this has got to end. Uh, we have news about one of our many cards. We actually have in our possession our. Carte de séjour. Our residency status. Yes. Now, here's the funny thing. Well, there are a couple of funny things here. Our, our visa, as, as, as we mentioned in past chapters, expired in October, mid-October. So we needed to apply for this card in mid-August. That's what they told us, no more than two months prior. And we had our meeting with the prefecture mm-hmm. and uh, in November. And it was, what was the date that we got our, our February, almost the end of February. Right. Right. We, yeah. We November, get our card. Yeah. November, we're having a conversation. She assures us that our card will be, that we'll have them in our hands in Three, four, yeah. four to six weeks. Four to weeks. six weeks. Yeah. Three months later. And now, so, and, and here's the uh, other funny part. We have to now do this all over again in one year. And we have to do it for the next 10 years. Every year, apply for this ridiculous card. Now, here's the funny part of this story. Funny to you. Funny to me. So, uh, when did when did we? So, we applied for this card in August. Okay, so think about this: August, September, October, November, December, January, February. We are waiting for answers for six months. Waiting for answers. Anything. Thro- throw me a bone. Okay. <laughs> We're just looking for an answer. So, on a Thursday, we get a notice by email at 12.39 p.m. telling us that our appointment to pick up the card is at 3 o'clock. That day. Same day. That day in a city that is 45 minutes away. It'd be like you're living in Brampton and you get a call to go to Queen's Park at 12.30 for 3 o'clock. It, it's unheard of ridiculous impossible but you know we're not the only people that this happened to no it happened to ian right same situation and he he couldn't do it either had to reschedule so we asked the people who were organizing this for us i'm or i was already in ajan but we both needed to be there i was at my french lesson mais cours de français and and we also needed to bring documentation oh yeah that you didn't have i didn't have any of this stuff do you see how ridiculous this is Mm. Oh, okay. But we uh, have our carte de séjour. We do have our carte de séjour. Deep breath. Are you ready for this thing that we've been talking about here, about your little car, that you've been working on all week, by the way? Yes. Uh, I, I will be in a moment. Um, I just remembered uh, that Cindy, the, pr- the previous owner of this property, left us a bottle of champagne. Oh. And it's been chilling in our fridge for a while now. Right. And I thought this would give me a little strength to get through the story. So. Well, I did... I did throw out the option last chapter of providing some mm-hmm. g- giggle juice for mm-hmm. for today's okay so a nice little mimosa it is champagne too it is wow yeah champagne can only be called champagne if it's produced in the champagne region or it's fake fake yeah 
So I'll just. Uh, it's, it's sparkling wine, otherwise. So this is wow. This is the real deal. This, this could take. This could take a little bit of time. Just there we go. Do you There's need a, some help? Uh, I to open a bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. Let's hope not. Or that won't be my first problem. All right, here we go. We're do. There's the uh, thing. Okay. Oh yeah, I better use the towel. You better. There we go. Here we go. Ooh. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Nice. That's the pop that sizzles. <laughs> Come to uh-huh. mama. <laughs> okay, here we go. There we go. And maybe you could explain what this combination is today. Uh, we're mixing it with uh, grapefruit juice. It, you could use a lot of different juices for mimosa, orange, mango, but um, we had grapefruit, so we decided to you're use kind it. Of, you're kind of the expert here, so. Thank you. Yeah, I'll just walk this over. Talk amongst yourselves. Merci. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, let's, well, I'll tink. Let's, uh, santé. Okay, santé. All right. <clears throat> Sip first. <laughs> So just before uh, you get into your stuff, I, I have the stuff that actually got the car here in the first place. So we're talking about moving a car, an old 2005 Audi TT. That's all this thing was, okay? It's ancient. We loved the little bugger, and we just wanted to fly it to France yeah. and drive it on the roads here. Yeah, it's, it was a fun car. She was really good to us. Mm-hmm. And we thought the roads are perfect for that kind of car here. Uh, so this is such the be- preliminary. It, this won't even compare to the stuff Julie's going to go through here. Uh, it won't even compare. But the first thing we had to do is just get it here, physically get the car here. And right. that's yes. when actually the fun began. So uh, we required uh, from the uh, the French import documents that were required just to get the car over here in a uh, container along with my tractor. And see, the tractor and, and anything else like an ATV, if it doesn't have to go on the road, well, it's not a problem. It stays on your property. It's the second that you want to license it. That's where everything uh, becomes a problem. So to get it here, we needed a uh, non-cessation certificate, whatever the hell that is. Uh, we needed the thing valued in euros. We needed a passport copy. We needed proof of residence in France. This is the thing. If you ever move, I think pretty much anywhere, by the way, in Europe, uh, you're going to always need um, some kind of a utility bill and make sure, learn from us, make sure you put both of your names on the utility bill to make life easy because they, they, they do require it. We needed a change of residence certificate, which we had to get ahead of time Mm -hmm. from Canada to France, Mm -hmm. and the original certificate of title of vehicle and copy of purchase invoice if you had it. Those are the things that it took to get it here. And then, of course, the moving company had their stipulations like, oh, it must be professionally cleaned. You know, it's going in a container. There is no reason in the world that it needs to be cleaned. But, oh, yeah, so we had to do that. I professionally cleaned it myself. Okay, uh, there should be no household goods. Make sure the washer fluid is 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 antifreeze liquid only, and it has to be uh, delivered to the drop off area with an empty gas tank, as empty as you could possibly get it. Which we did. Which we did, and then the rest is over. I'm just gonna sit here with my nice bottle of champagne, pull up a chair. Okay, and, there we go. And check out. Okay. Check this out. Here we go. So the car arrived in November. And 
one of the first things I did was started working with a government-approved company to get my car on the road. Um, it fast-tracks things. It organizes. It tells you which documents you need to uh, present. So I I did that. But one of the things, one of the mandatory things is to get um, a certificat de conformité, which means that the car has been inspected and it conforms to um, French technical standards. requirements. Yeah. Right. So to do that, you need to write the manufacturer of your vehicle. So that took a little legwork to find out where do I um, request a form. And it turns out that I did find that it was Volkswagen. I found the right address for it. And they then sent me um, a document that I needed to fill in in order for the inspector to be able to uh, give me a conformity certificate. Just before we get any further, yeah, how much was the government-approved company to pay them? Uh, it, for the temporary license, it mm-hmm. was 60 euros. Okay. And and then to uh, contact, because it ended up being VW is the uh, umbrella, the overseeing company. Right. right. They uh, charge 150 euros to, okay. to provide that, that document that I'm you just, need in order to certify your car. Just keeping track. And it has all kinds of questions on it. I'm not a car mechanic. It's in French. So we're struggling because you can't really help me out very much. No, because so, I'm not a mechanic either, nor, <laughs> nor do I speak French. <laughs> But, you know, there that we had to get on this certificate the, the, the letters that are printed on the motor, um, the cylinders. Um, so we may muddle our way through this, and I send it off to VW. I did this in uh, December. I sent this in December of 2020. I get a return from VW, and this is on January 19th, so mm-hmm. about a month later. And they said that they did a partial, they can give it a partial conformity yeah. certificate. Yeah, thanks a lot, Gunther. Uh, you know, 150 euros, and you send us a partial conformity, which was as useless as tits on a bull. Yeah, I, I didn't really know uh, what the significance of it being partial was, but it turns out that that was a real stumbling block. Yep. Anyway, with with this document, I I send uh, all the necessary information to the company that I hired, my my current uh, registration, all the copies of of um, my bills to prove that I live here again. To your point, hmm. uh, photocopy of my driver's license, prove that the car is insured, all of that stuff. Send it off, and within a very short stead. I get a temporary license. Now, that allows us to put the car on the road for four months so that we can get all the rest of the crap done to it. So all this, those first crazy, insane steps were only to get the thing on the road for four months. And we had apparently many things to do. Now, this is this is where we get into some of these these silly things that we had to replace and stuff. Right. So we, we, we put the car on the road beginning of February. So we we only had it um, legally on the road until uh, June. June. So uh, here are some of the <laughs> things. your papers. You have, a, like, you oh, honestly. you have no idea. You should see the stack of papers that Julie has in front of her right now. And this is all to get a little measly 2005 vehicle on the road in France. And I think you know what happened at the end. It, it, it didn't. But go on. Right. Original registration. Um, 
the uh, um, landing document that the car received when it landed, certificate of conformity. Certificate of stupid. Right. Um, again, a photocopy that shows that I actually ha- have a property here. And photocopy of my driver's license, insurance, uh, a copy of the control technique. Now, oh, that's cars, like, yeah, that's like the the safety in Ontario, the safety inspection thing in in Ontario, where they do, you know, the emissions and and all that kind of crap. Right. So I think I think if your car is more than four years old here, you you have to go get le control technique. How much was that? Uh, control technique, sixty-two fifty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I gather all this documentation and send it off to to the same company. This time, applying for a permanent um, registration, and that costs ninety euros. Okay. Um, so I send it off, and then uh, they write me back. When do we get to put all this crap on the car? When does that happen? Well, that so we did that. Oh, we did it. We well, you did gotta, that. You got to tell them all the right, stuff. Right. So you, you, one thing you can't do. <laughs> this will make you laugh. There's, you can't have writing on the mirrors. You, you, so, you know how in Canada and, and the U.S. we have objects. Are object might be appear larger than, than they are, or are closer than they seem because mm-hmm. of the funny mirrors. Can't have writing on the mirrors, so mm-hmm. those are gone. So we flipped out the mirrors. We also had to change the rear lights. Yeah, you know why? Because uh, when you have a signal on, it can't be in red. It has to be in orange. So we had to flip out the black back lights. One hundred and ninety-two bucks uh, euros a pop because it had to be orange, not red. Okay. Oh yeah. So yeah. you know, we we thought we were on the right track. We 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 modified what we what we needed to modify. We sent all the documents off to um, the the company, and they wrote me back um, explaining that uh, they couldn't continue and couldn't process my application because my certificate of conformity Gunther. was partial. And so now, what I need to do is I need to go get my car inspected by the Dreal. The Dreal is a French uh, government organization that deals with environmental issues, and one of their departments deals with cars. Yeah. So now I have to fill out another document. Um, Here she goes again with the paper. No, I'm serious. It's like, <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So with that, I have to uh, send all the, do- the same documents that I sent to the original company. Um, plus, I have to get the car weighed. Oh, yeah. That was an experience. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, it has to be weighed and it has to be almost empty. No, it was full. Full? Oh, yeah. Full. full. No, it had to be empty to come here, but to weigh it, it had to be full, the gas tank. <laughs> and, and, you know... <laughs> You're new to a place. Where do you get a car weighed? Well, we figured it out. We went to, uh, where did we go again? We went, well, we went to uh, Joël. Oh, uh, our buddy. Yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, take it to. Uh, to Branchy. And they're um, a bin. Right, right. A they, bin yeah, they, they do uh, garbage bins. So they had a, a scale that could weigh my car. And, and Joël said, and this, this happens quite a bit actually here, just, just bring him a bottle of wine. Just, just bring him a bottle of wine. And the guy was so sweet. He, he was really, really nice. So I got my car weighed. I got the certificate. <laughs> it got stamped. Uh, I send everything that was required, including... Because okay. I, I had to get... Um, More rustling. Yeah, I, I had to... In order to get the car accepted, it had to go through une demande de, rece- de réception à titre isolé. And in order to do that, I had to fill out 
a 10-part questionnaire on on the car and, and its specifics. They have the gall to write here the simplified version. <laughs> Do, can you imagine... Like there is such a what thing. ...what the long version is? So... Uh, Joelle, help me out because it was again technical. Like I, I, yeah. I don't know a, a lot of the, the, you know, answers to the questions that were being posed. Got through it, signed it, sent everything off, um, and I thought, okay, we're we're on our way. So in is is now a good a good time maybe for to take a sip. I think so. Take a sip and yeah. and maybe for me to uh, in- interrupt this with because I think. With you uh, having the mother load of the uh, work on, on today's uh, podcast, today's chapter, I thought maybe I would take over the French phrase of the day. Oh, that's brilliant. Do you okay, think maybe sure. now? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So sit back, relax. Thank you. Enjoy a little bit of your mimosa. And here we go with today's French phrase of the day. I will try uh, to uh, say it in as best a French accent as I can, because that's one of the things I'm trying to do. I don't want to be one of these, like, a lot of the Brits here. Uh, News avons, uh, you know, oh, it's just, it's just horrendous. Like, just, actually, just please, just speak English. Okay, just because, so I'm trying, I'm trying to speak. You're I'm doing trying. A good, you're doing a good job. It's hard. It's hard because you, 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 the, oh. the English m- mouth doesn't move the same, like, you know, French no. is, is it, you have to move your, your mouth and your hands apparently um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in order to have the correct pronunciation it, it's I find it's way easier to speak English you, you don't even really have to move your mouth no it's true hmm. yeah just ask a politician um, so here we are it's the French phrase of the day and I think it's it's a it's a good time uh, to throw it in uh, be- because I, I know there's still more to come mm-hmm. but this is obviously sort of the limit that any human being, uh, could be expected to go to bring a stupid car into a country. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's today's French phrase of the day. Avoir les yeux plus gros que le ventre. Ah. To bite off more than you can chew. But the real literal translation of that is to have eyes bigger than your stomach. <laughs> and I think it applies. I think it applies here. In in what way exactly? Well, you bit off to do oh. way more than you could chew on bringing well, this without car without knowing in. it. Without because, knowing it, because doesn't... I because I, I I was uninformed. Doesn't un- this it... whole experience I I call the stupid tax? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is the stupid tax, but it you know still this this that works. this, this validates. That... Sure. What do you, can you say it uh, better than me? Avoir les yeux plus gros que le ventre. I did pretty good. You did really good. I got all the, like, see, with you. So, U is uh, Y-E-U-X is eyes, right? Uh-huh. But you have to... Uh, les yeux. Les, there's a, yeah, there's le, L-E as these, those eyes or whatever. You have to do that liaison there. So, avoir les yeux plus gros que le ventre. Excellent, Jeff. Okay. Well done. Mm-hmm. I'm proud. That is today's French phrase of the day. <clears throat> Back to the little red tea tea. Now remember, we only have the the uh, provisional or temporary uh, right to l- keep it on the road until June. Now it's May. That's right. So we've got crash course in trying to get this thing on the road. And the uh, 
gentleman at the Dreal, and and I have to say that he was very supportive and lovely and understanding, but the reality was that he to, was he was helpless. Well, yeah. The, the next step was for me to bring the car for him to inspect it, but he couldn't certify it. The only organization that could certify it in all of France is an organi- organization called LUTAC. And it's a union um, that certifies automobiles. And there's only that one location that's just right outside of Paris. So it's about an eight-hour drive for us from now, here. Now, there there was one in Bordeaux. There was also another one in Provence, but they closed down. So now the only option, and we're running out of time, is to either drive or have the car shipped there. And then can I, I, I think I know uh, this part of the story. Can I just? Sure, sure. So here's, here's this part of the story. So you have to send the car there for all of the, anything diagnostic. Uh, and he said it will cost you 2,000 euros mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, to certify car. To certify the car, and that may not include all of the reparations you need to make to the car if there are things wrong with it. Right. Back over to you. So some of the things that the, the, the gentleman at the Dreal could not certify was something called anti parasites yeah so bugs little bugs no no, no no i think it's electronic i think i, I, th- oh. I don't think it's like actual like parasites i think oh here i thought it was like uh, do you have any spiders in your car or something no i think or I think mosquito it's larvae not i think it's more electronic oh. motory kind of stuff it needs to ch- check for noise because the partial mm-hmm. that i got from gunther um didn't um address noise or pollution, or the the xenon um, mm-hmm. headlights. Um, so all of all of that would have to be certified at Lutac. So we had to figure out what to do, and and we kind of went through our options. There weren't many. One of them was to go to Lutac, but we ruled that one out because it was expensive, more expensive probably than it's worth for that old car. And we don't, we didn't know what other expenses would be derived based on their valuation. Another option was to ship the car back to Canada. Yeah, that's right. We actually tried. We, we had a few people who were interested in the car um, bef- when we left. But you know how that works. Hey, let me know if you ever want to sell your car, man. Uh, okay, I want to sell my car. Oh, oh now's a really bad, bad time. <laughs> my, now's a really bad time, man. <laughs> so, so, okay, great. Uh, so that we ruled that out really quickly. Right. And then the third option was to sell the car for peanuts in France. And door number three. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. And, and, and so all this, and, and we we ended up barely covering the cost of the crap we put into the car. Because we did put the headlights in, mm-hmm. uh, the taillights in. Mm-hmm. We did put the new mirrors in. Yep. We did get the control technique. All the crap that Julie's been talking about, all that stuff was done to completion. And so this car was almost ready for the road in France but somebody else has had to take it to the you know take it to the finish line and just we we just weren't prepared to do it now it may have been something we would have considered if the guy had a said okay two grand off to Lutac or whatever you call it in Paris and then that's it but he actually said well yeah that, that'll get the tests done but they may come back with a laundry list of things that you still need to do to the car. And we're thinking, okay, it's a 2005 
vehicle. Oh, chances are it's France. They'll have a bit of a list for us. Yeah. So it's at that point where we just, we, you know, the saying, Fisher cut bait, and we, we cut bait. You know, the irony, first of all, is that it, it's an EU car. Yeah, that that is. But but again, those you know, it, and 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 the other thing is, it's an Audi. It was made in Hungary, which is odd. Um, but you know, they make the car. Every car is made to the specifications of the country that it's going to. You know, right. The other irony is the number of pieces of poop <laughs> that I see on the road here. Oh. Let me say it. The shit boxes that are driving on the roads in this country would spin your head. And here, this is a pristine little vehicle. It had 90,000 clicks on it. It was fantastic. It passed its last Canadian emissions test. It was just mint. And I see some of these turd heaps rolling down the road, smoke coming out of the back. Just. Well, just the other day, we, we, we had to pull off the road because we were driving behind a vehicle yeah. that was emitting so much toxic. Oh, it was horrendous. Yep. So that's the story of of the little red car. And it, it, it was um, stressful, but, uh, you know, we're all grown ups and, and it's just a thing. It is just a thing. And that's what you, as a listener and potentially someone considering taking a vehicle to France needs to know. It's just a thing. And guess what? They make more things. So get rid of your vehicles in Canada or the U.S. or wherever the hell you're coming from. Get rid of them first. Buy something new here. Do not go through this. Now, there is a company we find out later that will do this whole thing for 5,000 euros. But think about that for five seconds. Depending on the kind of car that you have, is it really worth? And that's just, remember, that's not getting it here. That's not getting it. And that's euros. That's euros, 5,000 euros. It's not getting, it's once the car lands. So you got to figure all that out. You got to pay them the money to get the car here in the first place, once it lands, they will take over and they'll they'll get the car on the road for 5,000 uh, euros. I don't know. I don't know too many vehicles that are worth that. I really don't. No, I mean, if you're a car collector and yeah. you've got something that, you know, is of, of, of value uh, and, and, you know, is important to you, um, then maybe you want to consider it. But but for just for a car like the one that we had, it, it was really not worth it. Lesson learned. We didn't know enough about it before shipping it here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, our our experience is well. You know, we were we were busy. You know, researching things that we felt mattered, and we just didn't think this would be a big deal. But it's all done now, and I will say that there's a bit of a silver lining. Okay. Uh, you know how I'm, I'm, I'm the lemonade maker. You know me, right? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Happy. Mr. Positive. Mm-hmm. I, I like to take a problem and, and just make it happy for everybody. We have our first sponsor. No way. Yes, we do. And uh, the first sponsor has a brand new commercial, and I'd like to play it for you now on the heels of this uh, terrible story. I'm very much looking forward to it. Here we go. Temporary license plates. 60 euros. Partial Certificate of Conformity, 150 euros. New side mirrors with no writing on them, 63 euros. 
Replacing your rear light so the blinker is orange, not red? 197 euros each. Bringing your car to Europe so you can sell it for parts? Priceless. <laughs> there are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's France. <laughs> oh, thanks for the giggle. <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy that. Oh, that's after, amazing. Amazing. After bearing your soul, uh, <laughs> trying to get this stupid car. Uh, into this country. And who knows where it is now? I'm sure, you know, we sold it for basically for parts. I'm sure it was on on some Turkish, you know, fishing boat and, you know, <laughs> covered up by algae sneaking into some country somewhere. And, I, uh, I hope not. I, I had a soft spot for that girl. Uh, well, we don't anymore. No, no. We've said goodbye. Yes. Well, that was a, the, a tough one. I think you can now uh, file all these papers under stupid, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and we can now move on. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you you had a little experience with the, the, the TT at, at one point. Pardon me? Well, at one point, we decided that we would go to Audi, Agent. The actual. Oh yeah, Th that's the thing. When we had that car on the road for the four months, I took the ball and ran with it, man. Yes, Woo! you did. And when you when we you got here, you really racked up the uh, traffic tickets and Excuse me? Uh, traffic violations. Hmm. And... I, I, I don't remember actually. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you, in the four months that it was on the road, managed to get a ticket. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh yes, I can because we're in France. <laughs> So maybe next week we can talk about all your traffic violations. I, I think there's got to be more to the show than, than that, don't you? You think? Ah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can you know make it part of a show, you know. But uh... right. Well, next week Jeff will go through his his life of traffic tickets and crime. <laughs> crime. <laughs> and this is next on Jeff and Julie move to France during a global pandemic. I guess this time I get to say a bientôt. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>